I was laughing at this clip. I guess there was some game where uh, Anthony Davis got like <laughs> got like knocked in the head, and then got uh, left the court in a wheelchair, and then uh, mm. so, <laughs> so Shaq and Chuck were just like cracking up. They couldn't stop themselves like laughing. At it. <laughs> Got in the head. You gotta go off on a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just prepare to. Uh... It, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year. To tell you the truth. Whee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? Hitler. Just prepare to. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You were listening to the Unbeatables, your semi weekly. Pacers podcast, and this is episode 677. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials. This show, we just got to talk about some some uh, hot topics around the NBA, and uh, we'll get it on to Google for you. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up? Undebeatable shout out to the winter solstice. We are passing the shortest day of the year, and every day will get longer. Nice. That's right. It will still get colder, but there will be yeah. more sunlight. That's right. And my, mom, my mama's birthday's. Um, Often on the solstice. I think it moves it around a day or two, but um, happy birthday to my mama. Shout out. From Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. But it is, yeah, it's holiday time, so, you know, we're going to just focus on, on the things that are that are most important to us uh, this time of year. You know, this is a good time to, to look back and, and reflect. Um. One thing we reflect on here at the Undebeatables is the the support that we have from our listeners, and then that comes financially uh, over Patreon dot com slash Undebeatables. Uh, that's where that's where uh, anyone can can support us for as little as a dollar per month. It also comes um, in the so you know social media, you know the, the tweets and the and the Facebooks. Um, you know, Colson, uh, and, and thanks to everyone who's still sending nice, uh, pages over to, to Colson's pager. Um, you know, and he loves his, and he loves his faxes. He does. <laughs> he loves those. Well, thanks to that. Thanks to all of those. All right. Yeah. One, one, one thing I wanted to talk about this week, there was, you know, definitely some news, uh, a prominent player, Draymond Green suspended indefinitely. From from the league, he 
took a flailing wild swing at Yusuf Nurkic and looked like about knocked him out. He cracked him. He cracked him good. Um, Nurkic had had kind of, you know, put his hand on on Draymond's side, and and Draymond took exception to that, as he's wont to do. And uh, you know, this is his third ejection, you know, uh, of the season, and you know he was. You know, he was tossed in that game, you know, rightfully so. Uh, these are, I mean, uh, this was, a, that was a, maybe a non-basketball motion is an understatement. <laughs> um, it was, uh, it looked like he was, you know, going for the knockout. Uh, and yeah, the league, league, you know, gave it a day or two and they said, you know, he's suspended indefinitely. He's, he's, um, I mean, he's, he's been doing things similar to this. He cho- he choked Rudy Gobert, you know, this season. That was not that long ago uh, during an altercation that that he wasn't even initially part of. And then he, you know, he, he uh, got his, his arms wrapped around Gobert, uh, which was certainly not called for. Uh, he punched Jordan Poole last year. Uh, and, um, you know, I, I you know, Kerr, Kerr generally has his back, uh, even when it's ridiculous to to, ha- to have it. Um, you know, I, I know he's got you. You got to back your guys, but um, I don't know. I, I, I've had uh, you know, I've had friends in the past that uh, you know, when you hang out with those friends, that there was like a lot more. Tr- there seems like they were looking for trouble and and expecting you got their back, and it's like, hey, I, I think you're just. You're looking for trouble, and I'm, you know, you want to, you know, generally, I want to defend my, I want, always want to have my friends back. Joey, but, Joey, uh, there's no yeah. need to be passive aggressive. I'm right here. <laughs> you can address me directly. <laughs> I just, you know, when you get the when you get that bloodlust look in your eye, you know, it's, <laughs> just ask for the check, and we can just go. Um, but I mean, and, and you know, Kerr had said the the the, the person that needs. You know, uh, to change is the one who's doing these things. You know, so I think that's a reasonable thing to say. Uh, but you know, I, I think that you know these guys. You know, you're out there playing. You know, you're out there playing, and um, I think that there's just such a big difference between you know a hard, you know, like a you know, going into a hard challenge with good intentions. And and this, which is which is just just violent, violent actions towards somebody, like it's a game, and 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 you know for the most part, people aren't there trying. To, they're not out there trying to hurt people. You know, you're trying to get an advantage. You're trying to you know get in somebody's head. Um, but it's not. That's not what basketball is. You know, like um, well, this I mean, is not. Th- this uh, is a uh, this is a bigger issue. Draymond Green's issue is bigger than being like sort of, a, you know, pushing the envelope of what is acceptable for a um, basketball demeanor or like getting, you know, playing to a degree that, you know, gets your guys excited and, you know, plays a little bit physical. Like this is a dude that sucker punched his teammate last season yeah. to start it off. I mean, he's got issues that need to be sure dealt with, right? And those issues have been easy to overlook if you're a Warriors uh, supporter or in Warriors management because the rings speak for themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it, people are over- willing to overlook a lot of stuff if 
the end result is still okay, I think. And, you know, this year it's just hit a tipping point, I guess. You know, it's not leading to necessarily success on the court. So I think that the Warriors, you know, the, the suspension is indefinite and he has to meet both league and team conditions before he can come back, I guess. And who knows what those are, but yeah. No, I'm sure those. I'm sure those team conditions are really stringent. Since decking his teammate in a practice, which made national news last year, he's been suspended four times now, uh, and also managed to sign a hundred million dollar extension with the team. So they've they're they're really taking a proactive stance with Draymond. Yeah, obviously, exactly. they're very principled. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, following the incident with Gobert, you know, curves in front of the microphone, saying, you know. We're working hard behind the scenes. Draymond has to find a way to not cross the line, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's all just stuff we've heard before, right? Uh, and, and and Draymond is is clearly not changing. Um, following this one, um, he actually tried to chalk it up to, quote, bad luck. He's trying to sell a foul call. Um, I don't know. It's just, it, it, it's bizarre behavior. I don't, I don't know what he thinks he's accomplishing with this but yeah he gets a vacation i guess yeah i, I mean it, to me it seems and I, I guess i i you know saw the the quote from nurkic after after the game and you know he says the quote is what's going on with him i don't know personally i feel like that brother needs help i'm glad he didn't try to choke me he's, i'm just trying to play basketball he's swinging you know and that's kind of what i was you know, getting at it. it's like everyone else playing a game, and you know this is this is a it's a different thing that's going on. And and yeah, I mean, the thing that I've seen most this week is is kind of you know the discussion from the players has been like saying, hey, this guy, you know, he needs he needs some help um, because it's you know nobody you don't want to see that from any you know from anybody. People who should get the help that they need and. Um, but I mean, it's about the, the it, people who need the help have to seek that help and they have to accept that help. Um, and so I think it's good that the, the, the league and the te- the league and the team are, are both, you know, putting the conditions on that. I know there was some of that with, uh, was it, was it, uh, was it Kyrie was, had some, there was some, uh, uh, league and team issues that he had to work through uh to get back on the floor mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i like that they they, Jean-Marie, they don't i think face a similar thing yeah and i like that when the when when there's these more like sort of like larger com- more complex issues that you don't just say hey you know you know go sit for 10 games and 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 you'll be you know back it's sort of saying hey we have a standard of, of, of conduct that, that you need to meet. And also, you know, like the, um, maybe not just conduct, but just, um, just a bare minimum of, of, um, I don't know, just, uh, human uh, professionalism. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like just decency. Like, professionalism. Even well short of professionalism, right? Yeah. right? Like, I don't even sure, think yeah. I don't even think Nurkic fouled the guy. Like he's just out there, yeah. you know, putting his body in a position to, you know, to guard a post move, and he gets hit in the head. <laughs> it's just it's bizarre. Yeah, 
And Jason, yeah, I think you sort of brought this up um, kind of at the beginning. But yeah, the, the winning winning takes a lot of that off. You know, there's guys earlier in their career that have done or, or just coming into the league, just drafted, that have done, not like this specifically, but have done things that are, that are you know, that don't fit into that you know, human decency level of professionalism. Um, when you don't have that track record there to, to, to get a $100 million extension, um, they'll just drop you. Like there's no, you know, there's not like, like a, a further discussion about it. But likewise, I mean, that makes this Draymond Green thing even weirder. Like you would almost understand it if it was, you know, a young person trying to prove themselves and they sort of had a chip on their shoulder and felt like they were always being wronged. And so they lashed out and felt like they had to take, you know, justice into their own hands at some level which i think is part of what's going on in draymond's mind um but he's been in the league for you know umpteen years now and he's won all the things that you know one can can win typically that mellows a player you know (laughs) or like somebody that's like that or like generally as one gets on in their career they're less uh taken aback or less you know they perceive slights less seriously i guess or whatever but he seems to be going the opposite way whereas you know how dare yusuf nurkic put his you know hand on my uh shorts or whatever which happens literally every play in basketball like yeah i don't know it's weird yeah and he's never shown much in the way of contrition i mean the Warriors organization has gotten very good at apologizing on his behalf. But after mm-hmm. he stomped yeah. on Sabonis last year, what he said was... That was another one. I, I got to land my foot somewhere. Right. <laughs> you know? I mean, he just... He does his stuff. He shows... You know, he doesn't regret any of it. Um, after the thing with Rudy, he said, I don't live my life with regrets when he was asked if he regretted what he did. Right? I mean... He's, you know, something beyond not introspective. Right. So, I don't know. I, you know, He's outrospective. Yeah, yeah, I guess. He's just lashing out. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know if you're going to change Draymond, right? And the reality to me is that if you can't, you know, if Draymond has no interest right. in changing, you can't just have a guy on a court who's just going to occasionally lose his shit and attack someone like you, right. you just yeah. you can't have it yeah we live in a society with laws you can't, <laughs> you can't yeah. just do that exactly if he wasn't on a yeah. basketball court he could have been arrested <laughs> right. sure? for sure several of those were assault you know uh, <laughs> yeah some of that stuff is not legal for cops to do right We also, um, I, I don't know, just sort of our larger, you know, a larger mental health discussion. Um, do, do you guys, did you guys hear about this, the Kai, Kai Jones, uh, or, or before the season started? If you remember Kai Jones, he was on, he was drafted by the Hornets, or he was sort of draft, drafted by the Knicks, but they traded the Hornets on, on draft day. He played like two seasons in, in 2021, they played two seasons with them, um, but then his his it seemed like he had had some 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 mental health uh, issues 
in the past and was not getting any help for them and um and then you know came out on on social media like talking trash about his teammates and and um re- publicly requested a trade and and the team just pulled the plug and they just waved him and then no one ever picked him up again um and i think that's the other i mean that's like the other uh, way some of these things can go you know you hope that these people um i don't know maybe it's it's certainly it's a different scenario and um but these things um you know when you're in the i don't know these things you know like um you're in the public eye and um you know you're you're on tv and i think draymond you know it said like you know after his son was born that he didn't want his son to like copy the things that he had been doing on on you know during those games and and recognize that this was maybe not the a, 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 a great um, role model. Uh, like Charles Barkley was a great role, role model, you know. But um, no, wait, no. But and he he did seem to, to dial dial his his antics back a bit. But um, but he's back, you know, back to to where he was, you know. Um, you know, he's certainly uh, kicking dudes in junk. Um, and and other things that are just like they're it's not part of the game he's got to land his foot somewhere Joey (laughs) (laughs) I can't disagree with that (laughs) but there are different games you know you can play slam ball if you want that Um, there's there's other sports that are for you if you want to play play that way so yeah I can't I, I can't imagine you know I mean he's he clearly, you know, clearly on the court, he's, he's, you know, uh, very helpful to be on your team. Like he's, he's definitely a, but you know, a, a plus in that, you know, for most of the time, but, but man, he's such a liability too. Like he does dumb stuff. Like I, I remember, you know, finals games when people just start, people start, you know, instigating him because you know he doesn't have that off switch you know lebron get up his face and there was like there was like a uh you know nearly a a fight like during live action in a finals game because you know draymond took exception he's a liability too like on the on the floor because of this yeah sometimes he can't be on the floor because you know suspended yeah dnp Haymaker, (laughs) commission decision. Yeah. Anyway, you know, I I I hope uh, you know, hope he's he uh, gets things squared away. But I mean, Harper, yeah, you're you're right. Like, if he's unable to change, then then you know. It's gonna be. He's just not gonna be back, and then and that's should be able to refrain from hitting your coworkers. That's all I ask, you know. That's not all I ask, but it's. We'll start there. It's a good step. Uh, step one. Step one: Do not punch them. Yep. Got to got to apply them anyway. kindergarten rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, one other topic I wanted to talk about was... You guys may have seen the news, but there's been a Lance Stevenson sighting. Hmm? Lance signed, I think, a 10-day contract with the the G League Iowa Wolves, who are the the uh, team uh, with the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. So he had a stint with uh, them back in 2017. He was he was floating around a bit after he got out of Charlotte. Um, but Lance is uh, Lance is maybe gonna get back into the league. He he uh, he would play with Minnesota, and they do have an open roster spot. So, mm. so there's uh, so you're saying there's a chance. I had no idea that G League had 10 day contracts. That's what I'm seeing. I, I think that's what I that's what I had read. And he signed a contract with them. So we'll see if anything comes out of this. But Lance, hopefully, maybe uh, getting some playoff minutes. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah I mean that's a good Lance. team. You know, yeah, he's he's got playoff experience. They they'll need him for that LA series. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. I think that leads us Harper into an undegoogleable. Is there something we can answer for you today? Yeah, indeed there is. So I was I was at work last week and uh, was telling one of my guys to you know try this thing one more time before we we gave up on it. And I said, you know, let's let's make one last ditch attempt to get this done. And I thought to myself, what the hell am I saying? <laughs> And I realized I need you guys to help me understand English. Mm. It's a strange saying to me. I mean, why a ditch? Last ditch effort. Last ditch effort. So Is the it definition to do with I always irrigation. Mm. The, the the thing that I always thought, well, like just from a, a definition, I always found it to be, you know, this is the absolute last thing we're going to try and then there's nothing else to do yeah i mean it's almost exclusively used as last last ditch effort right 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 um yeah i don't ever hear just about just a ditch (laughs) nope (laughs) it's never yeah i I guess i can't ever think about a yeah last ditch anything else it's always last ditch effort right yeah so it it normally seems like yeah an effort that has largely run its course with a low chance of success. That's right. Yeah, and you never hear of a first-ditch effort. No, no first ditches. No. Uh, so what I thought of immediately was uh, trench warfare, mm. that the ditch is uh, the last, uh, I don't know, 
standing post and if we can't make it work from this ditch then we're just gonna bail and retreat okay okay so but that's they, where my did, mind goes to World do War they War. really but did they call them ditches i don't know yeah i don't know that they did oh it's this trench you know for trenches right like right. or a fossil yeah. or whatever right, right. Yeah, the other the thing... The last trench effort, right? Like, yeah, I've never heard that one. No, no. last tranche. The, my mind also went military, but it actually ended up... I went to aviation. Oh, okay. As in, you know, maybe it's your last chance. You know, after you've missed your carrier landing several times. Or maybe you're too far out over sea and you're running out of gas. Maybe a last, so you call it a ditch when you try and, when you land your plane and try and eject free of it for later recovery, but you lose the plane. You call that ditching. Okay. So right. my thought was, you know, maybe it's a some somehow a last chance to, to ditch a plane, but I don't know. It feels a little weak. Yeah, or maybe it's last ditch, like ditch in the sense of like evade somebody or elude mm. somebody. So it's the last time you're trying to ditch. Like when you started talking about aviation, I thought you were going to say like in a dogfight, you know, you try to like whoop, whoop, like outmaneuver the guy and, and ditch him essentially. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's it. And if you can't do that, then you're just toast. Uh, I don't know very much other... about farming. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, and the only other phrase that I thought of was, you know, the, you know, it ain't much of a live-in, but it beats digging ditches, you know? I don't know. That's, there's something about ditches being not a fun thing to do. To Certainly. Well, I mean, we're, I mean, I feel like you, the places that I'm thinking about ditches are, you know, like agriculture is the, you know, one. Um, but I can't think of anything on a farm that's like, that's a like that that has that sort of feel to it where you know it's like the you know there's nothing that that's there's nothing that dramatic on a farm i don't think and i've I've spent plenty of time on farms before you uh jump all over me (laughs) previous two podcast (laughs) host you were oh my my yeah my mom's my mom's side of the family they, my grand, you know, grandparents had a farm, so we would, we would, we would uh, spend, uh, you know, a couple times a year we go out to the farm. It was chill. It was nice. Well, I think both of our explanations, as far as time frame, get us to World War One, World War Two area. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. We're going first half of the twentieth century. Is yeah, hmm. And we think mil- military or farming. <laughs> Which way are we going? Yeah, if it's farming, then Samaria. <laughs> hmm. going 
think it's mill. I think it's trench warfare. I'm gonna go with my trench warfare. Okay, I'll go aviation and uh, Joey. You've got agriculture. Cover our bases. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean the only thing I could think, you know, if, if it's when I think about warfare, is that if it's the last ditch, maybe that's like the last one that you have. Like if you had been pushed back, if you had multiples. And you would push back, and if the enemy gets past the last ditch, then then you are overrun. Then you're overrun, and you're and you're you're toast. Uh, that's the that's what I'm that's where I'm starting. You know the the thought process there. Yeah, I mean that 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 makes sense. I could see that. Or you know what? I'm actually. You could have, if, if you had ditches, if you had a flooding problem, maybe on a farm, like if you were near a, a, a river or something that flooded, and, and if you're, maybe you had a last ditch to to prevent that flooding mm-hmm. with irrig- irrigation or something. If you got over, you know, if it, if it flooded into your fields, then you'd be, you'd be toast there. No more crap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But that doesn't seem like a thing that you'd like. Like, the weird thing is that digging a ditch is not a quick thing to do. So, like, if you're if being inundated by a flood, <laughs> to, like, I mean, go and try yeah. to dig a ditch real fast is... Uh, yeah. Futile. Alright, let's see what we got here. Mm-hmm. So according to vocabulary.com, the term last ditch comes from William of Orange's 17th century vow to defend the Dutch Republic from France and Britain to the death. Or as he's reported to have said, I mean to die in the last ditch. The expression didn't really catch on until around 1900 and people started using it to mean final attempt uh yeah who knows yeah yeah that's what i'm getting from grammars as well definitely mm-hmm. trench warfare but pre-modern yeah Yeah, looks like the yeah the intent was to to die in the last ditch, so that is the 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 final fight. Like so, just don't give up. Don't give up and never say die. Well, that was Googleable. Yeah. All right. I think we you know we did a pretty much nailed it and I think that we did not realize it was Dutch but isn't that a Dutch ditch Hmm. Dutch ditch there you go there Harper was your situation as as um, serious as trench warfare I mean, it was definitely more important than anything Dutch. (laughs) 
Even they would agree with you. (laughs) That's why. It wasn't windmill related. (laughs) Wooden shoe related. All right. But now I know how to speak English gooder. (laughs) Perfect. Apparently it's it's hyphenated. Like yeah, that's last, what I'm seeing. Ditch, sure. Last yeah. dash ditch. I mean, it's a double okay. modifier, right? So okay. That's I never get my dashes correct. Like I, I look mine up all the time. Yeah, that's like I write these long things at work often, and um, I look them up very often. I just tell whatever word processing program I'm working on that they're wrong and I'm doing it right. So stop telling me that. It's called a compound modifier, I guess. There we go. It's not a last effort. It's not a ditch effort. It doesn't. I guess it doesn't really explain why it is. I mean, specifically last ditch effort, but um, but we know where it comes from at least. Yep. All right, team. Anything else that you uh, y'all need to get off your chest this week? I think that we've uh, done enough winning for today. I don't know. Hopefully, we can pass some of this winning uh, culture <laughs> off to the Pacers. Yeah, exactly. Boy, this week. Hopefully, we yeah. are not zero and two by the time you hear this. Yeah, that's the plan, at least. All right. Well, if you got a question you need answered, hit us up on on. Uh, our methods of communication. Number one, hit us up on Twitter at undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash the undebeatables. Our website is the undebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can use that to send us a message. And email, shout out at the undebeatables.com at the website slash store to get uh, to get the merch you need in your life. And for the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame head coach, Bobby Slick Leonard, turn out that the party's over. I was trying to think in my head what Dutch music sounds like, but I don't. I, I couldn't you, come up with any. nailed it. Did I? Yeah. So then I decided to go like techno or something. I'm trying I don't know if I can name a single Dutch band. There's got to be some. I don't know. Right? I mean, there's some that I've heard of. I would think so. But nothing is coming to mind. So if you if you Google Dutch bands, you'll get such uh, famous groups as Focus and Arion. Mm. And, of course, De Stadt. Yeah, those guys. 
Well, you guys play all their covers, leaves. right, Jason? Yes. We actually did a, a Der Stadt uh, tribute <laughs> show Just a couple weeks ago. Cured cancer with all the proceeds, I'm sure. Yes. But I tell you what, I am not familiar with any of these people. Ten of the most, ten of the greatest and most famous Dutch singers of all time. And maybe this is my lack of culture, but number one, Anouk. Hmm. Number two, Jan Smit, Floor Jansen, Natalie LaRose, Waylon, Marco Borsato, Trinity Oosterheis, Eva Simmons, Mon, Sharon Den Andel. I think, uh, ooh, Dutch rapper. I'm listening. Uh, was Eerie Wanda on that list? I don't know why that name tickles me. And um, an autumn for crippled children. That just rolls right off the tongue, huh? Yep. Mm-hmm. I like normal with two A's. <laughs> normal. Normal. Brain box. Raccoon. Blaster Jacks with two X's. I think I had the whole playset of Blaster Jacks when I was a kid. (laughs) Got the. Wait, wasn't that a Transformer? No. (laughs) You got the discography special edition. (laughs) Faux show. I have a, a even bigger like the, the Wikipedia has a, a list of and I don't know any of them I know none of them they need to step up their game get it together Dutch <laughs> seriously <laughs> I have no hard feelings against them normally but uh, not doing anything for me here I've never seen a bigger list of musicians that I've never heard of <laughs> <laughs> 